and they're all douchebags. And this is what we did before we had Netflix. We we rumbled. Oh, I'm full of wonderful information today. I'm still embarrassed of myself how we acted in that theater. Let's for an eternity! Woohoo! Praise Jesus! You're all up in this frat shit right now. Hot damn, this podcast would need to piss. You literally just ordered a fish sandwich, bitch. Rattle, rattle, right. How, how's it going? Oh, good. How are you? This fine afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's... Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Very nice uh-huh. day that I avoided getting out in as much as possible, and got to get up at 5 a.m., and... Ugh. Uh-huh. Truck on out to... Las Vegas or Texas or wherever in Seattle. Actually, not too terrible far tomorrow, I don't think. It's only an hour and a half, maybe. But, of course, that's going to be the hottest day of the week, and I get to be out in it. Shoveling stuff. Uh, Yep, shoveling slop. What about you? Uh, Well, tonight's Three from Hell with Steve-O, and um, Thursday I'm going to go with my, uh, my other... My other friend, Larry, up to watch Rambo. Oh, is that um, this weekend? Yeah, and then maybe yeah. Downton Abbey this weekend with my wife. So it's it's a trifecta of very varying degrees of movie. Mm-hmm. You're all over the map. Yeah, poor Ad Astra. That, that's, I'd really like to see that one, but um, my wife and I haven't had a chance to go out, just us two, for her birthday. So I'm hoping if we can get a babysitter that we're going to go out this weekend and she gets to pick the movie and... She's going to pick that, I'm sure. She's not going to pick Ad Astra. Even um, though she'd probably like to see it. Well, some of the earlier reviews are... They're talking Oscars. For... Ad Astra. Oh, really? Oh, man, I want to see that. What a weird weekend. Like, it's summer's over. It's middle of September. I mean, there's three pretty big movies coming out this weekend. I would consider Rambo... I mean, Rambo is not upper-tier stuff, but it's like that Ad Astra and... I mean, there's That's three... Pretty big movies, I think. Well, the Downton Abbey is a very specific crowd, I think. Yeah. Hipsters and old people. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's going to be a great and crowd. And Eugene. <laughs> yeah. Rambo, I have no doubt, will be good. And I, Three from Hell will... Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> I was just watching uh, clips from uh, Joe Rogan podcast. He had Rob Zombie on. Oh, and so, hey, there you, there's a probably a two hour podcast you'll want to listen to. I'll be listening to it, but I just hey, I had a couple clips on YouTube. I was while I was waiting on you, I was watching pretty good stuff. Did you know that he was a he worked on Pee Wee's Playhouse? Rob Zombie. He was a he was a production assistant. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh... Boy, it's interesting. Like when we're we're taping in the afternoon, and I'm like. I don't have quite as much stuff to bitch about because it's not the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting my work details for tomorrow. Yeah. But I could, oh, I can still, by all means, um, oh, so here's here's a little, not really a bitch sesh, but yeah, it kind of is. Actually, it is. So there, you know, there was a house that just went at, went up across the street from us, uh, and it went up quick. And not only did it go up, but they got the, the, the driveway cemented, they got, they got the yard in. I mean, boom, 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 boom. The house beside it 
was built and then waited a little while because who knows finally move it finally people move in um that was uh, late winter early spring no lawn no lawn yet and just lazy just dicking just, around just dicking around and where now we have another house that's right beside them i'm like I would feel like a moron if I was. I would feel like a complete idiot. Like, well, are you hmm. sure it's somebody building their own house, or is it somebody no, building a house? No, it's a builder. Yeah, it's okay. a builder. Yeah, that's, that yeah, makes but sense. It's like, we'll get to it when we get to it. We'll go. We'll get to it. But it's like, put your yard in. Put you. You built a uh, an average house. Put your yard in. I just. Uh, <sighs> yep. I have such low tolerance for just that. Yeah. Just. That. Uh-huh. I know what you mean. Oh, I've been up since I don't know when because my kid came down in the middle of the night with that, with that cough, that, <laughs> like the Oof. wheezing, barking, just, that's not good. I was like, uh, get the Vicks and hit the couch and I'll put on the Ninja Turtle channel on Pluto. Uh-huh. It's 24 hour Ninja Turtles and, <sighs> It's all right. I only got to be up in an hour or two. Uh, and boy, so you're <laughs> so. And t- tomorrow morning is five a.m. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, I went. I. How do I explain this? I yeah, I've been up since fuck off early, but I, I might as well stay at the pace I'm going so that I go to bed earlier, and then I waking up earlier isn't as painful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Passing out at nine o'clock, nine thirty, if I even can. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, but uh. It was, you know, once the kid finally fell asleep, then there's something like it sucks when your kid is sick. But there is there is that thing where your kid, like it was a five year old, and they're right in that age, and you feel bad for him. And, but he's not like puking. It's not the worst thing ever. And then they finally kind of fall asleep, and then they do that little kid snoring. That's, uh. that's just so cute. And it was like, ah, you old guy, you're such a cute little guy. Then he started grinding his teeth, and I was like, ew, gross, stop, gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he was home from school today. But uh, he's doing better now. No good. And he's been, you know, I said another way, you know, he's sick. He was an absolute sweetheart all day. <laughs> so how, So he's not desperately, like, awful sick. No, he just had that barky cough, and, and was like, well, we'll keep you home today and see what's up, and my wife's off the next couple of days, so if he has to stay home, it's no big deal. But, uh, anyway, yipper, got a bunch of office stuff done, and been enjoying my new printer that I bought for the house for a whopping 50, 60 bucks. You can get a printer, oh, scanner, I, know. Yeah, I mean, it's just a hot piece of equipment. Uh, anyway. Wi-Fi, I'm sure. Yep. It's not cool. the fastest thing in the world, but we don't need it. We don't print that much stuff, but it's just nice to be able to. When you yeah. need it. Okay. That was kind of a meandering little kind of, just not really a bitch sesh, just kind of a whiny sesh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just kind of, eh, eh, eh. I got first world problems. Yeah, which will, of course, lead into the roulette. Mm, where we have much bigger problems. Are you ready for the shit show roulette? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. I'm just dying for this to be over with. Let's get the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. And here's the shit show roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. 
And on this episode of the Shit Show Roulette, it is Decoder up against Relaxer, and I get to go first, which means it's just that much longer. I gotta wait till I hear what you think of your crappy movie. Okay, Decoder, 1984. A burger shop employee discovers that by changing the background music from pleasantly calm to industrial noise music, he can incite riots and a revolution against the looming power of the government. Um, yeah, I guess that's what the movie was about. Mm, yeah, news to me. Uh, news to me. I, I couldn't I, tell. Nope. I it was some. I knew that the guy was fiddling with noises to make something happen, and one guy was one guy, and he was always shot with a red light on him, and another guy was another guy, always shot with a blue light on him. And you know, last week when I reviewed the horrible movie that you're going to talk about, I and we talked about movies that are nothing. We've used that term before. It's nothing. It's nothing. This. It's not. It's. When I got about 20 minutes into this movie, I realized what this movie was. Because I have up on my shelf a Criterion collection that I blind bought, and it's some German film from the 70s, and I, I knew exactly what it was. And you're right, it's nothing. And it's terrible. I agree. It's th- But there was this style, I don't even want to use movie cinema dork lingo, because I'll use the wrong terms. I'm truly, yeah, because I don't, I don't it, know. It's, there is a term for it. It's avant-garde, something or other. I can't even postmodern, blah blah blah. I can't even remember what it, what the exact correct term is. But it's a collection of scenes, okay, and that they don't all seem related. And it's just here's a scene, here's a scene, here's a scene, here's a scene. And it's not just like people talking. It's sometimes it's random crap. It's people running, and then a guy is flipping knobs, and then there's flashy colors, and then you go to the next scene, and it's something else. It's just like I, oh, all right, uh. So, I completely agree with you. In a normal situation, I would have turned it off. Um, but I, I watched the whole thing. And I, in my defense, or for this weird round of the roulette that we're doing, I would like to say that I disliked this movie less than your the movie that you watched. Because this one was just nonsense. It was not aggressively irritating the way that movie was aggressively ir- <laughs> I was angry watching that movie. This movie, I was just like, huh, oh, okay, well, that's a choice. Moving on. Um, because it was nonsense. It, it, nonsense. Like there was a scene with frogs. You remember that? Wasn't there? Didn't he kill a frog? I have a list of things that were in this movie that maybe I was surprised either you missed or you might end up liking. Uh, here we go. Was my list of for for decoder a decapitated head uh, sucking a dick. Uh, I mean full graphic. uh, Decapitated head. They were uh, naked lesbian wrestling. Don't remember um, that. There was okay. a penis amputation. Uh, there were killer frogs that bite off men's cocks. And was all this, like, in the last half hour? Nope. This was sprinkled throughout. Uh, there was a frog screaming as it was squeezed to death. He re- grabbed a frog and was recording it, and he was just, oh, like, okay. grinding I, in I, his hand. And I remember that. In a fast food, some fast food restaurant or something. I, I don't remember seeing a fast food restaurant, but, uh, you know, hey, just reading that paragraph, what this movie is about, that was all news to me. But I did watch every bit of it, so there you go. Decoder. No, thank you. Did you, uh, by the way, supposedly there was, like, some new wave music in it that, like, a, from a popular band, maybe? Yes, yes, or... Sure. Yes. Yeah. You, you say so. <laughs> Oh, yes, that was on my vinegar syndrome. Oh, that, I made a, hey, I made a little bit of money on that one. Well, like I said, I, the, the one that I got for Criterion is less nonsensical. It at least, and remember, I'm watching this as a VHS rip on YouTube. So it was rough. Uh, and I, I wonder too if it was all subtitled because 
it seemed like it was subtitled, but then sometimes somebody would talk and there were no subtitles. Oh, uh, you're right. I think that there was some English language in there. There was, or there was, that's, that's correct. Okay. Um, well, what I remember, but I still, again, I quote unquote watched the whole thing. I fast forwarded the last 20, 30 minutes of it. Cause I'm like, this is, Oh, that is, that is so far away from anything that I am remotely interested in is that type of me too. Me too, but I just wanted to say that I have seen this kind of stuff before, especially when it comes to that era of German filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, Okay, enough of that. For the love of God, tell me what you thought of your movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, um, I was grossed out by the first 30 seconds, 60 seconds of the movie. I'm like, gross, okay. The first sip of Baby bottle, uh, at, at first, okay, so, uh, real quick here, the movie is about the guy sitting, it's Y2K, uh, slacker, for better, you know, for better or worse, he's the guy's a slacker, sitting on his couch, uh, playing video games, and drinking rotten, spoiled milk out of a baby bottle. And he has a, t- <laughs> he's tied, his, his obnoxious asshole brother is timing him to do it, cause it's a, he, it's a challenge, it's a challenge, it's a challenge! <laughs> Right? I'm in the middle of a challenge, dude. I can't. I'm in the middle of a challenge. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean... Pop hands, dude. I, pop hands. I, I'm doing pop hands, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm like, so, that was spoiled milk, right? Yeah. I, I didn't even understand the challenge there, like... I don't know what they, it was. I, they never explained that one. It was drink a bunch of milk in a certain amount of time or something. That's spoiled. But, so, I'm like, oh boy. And then he throws it all up, and I'm like, okay... I'm kind of into this now. <laughs> oh, I, I, I had a little bit of hope there, too. That, oh, yeah, I'm like, okay, that's disgusting. Like, that's... Di- I'm like... And then it... <laughs> I don't know how I feel. I mean, I I definitely did not hate it like you did. Because I was... My bar was set so low, and this was so... What am I watching? To the point of almost... Uh, honestly, Gummo came to mind a bit. Gummo popped into my head. A little bit of gummo. You liked it because the whole time you were watching it, you just saw me sitting there raging that I had to watch it. Raging pissed off. (laughs) It's like the most unlikable characters I can, like every single person is awful in this movie. I will say, um, the spoiler alert, this is a spoiler, the end with the head explosion, that was very well done. I'm like, now that was a nifty special effect and quite disgusting actually. I was, not expecting that at all. When he, when he had his sunglasses on, he was like... Yeah. <laughs> the the, the 3D glasses. They yes. sunglasses, because he's hip. Yeah, so he never got up from the couch, right? But... but oh, I, For months, and... I, so how did... Like, where did he go to poop? No, he pee? didn't. No, he just held it all in, because he was in a challenge, dude. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the movie. I, I kind of sort of enjoyed it, because it was so... Gross? I mean, because it was gross. Like, he was disgusting. Even his lips. I'm like, why don't you have chapstick beside you? You're, oh, your lips are gross and chapped and, oh, I, I smell you through the TV. I just, oh. I hated him. It was such a, like, oh. your brother's not there. Walk across the room, take a piss or something. But no, yeah, I can't, I can't be a challenge. I can't, I can't. Oh. Whiny. He was so whiny and... They were so obnoxious. Everybody was so obnoxious that I couldn't not watch. I'm like, oh, this is, I, what, what's going to happen next? And then the guy, <laughs> the guy with the t- 
two-liter pop things. Yeah, dude. Or I'm not sure what his thing was that he was continually would say over and over. What was it? Um, I don't remember. I, yeah, bro or dude or I don't know. Oh, dude, bro, some, dude. Yeah. Come on, dude. Come uh, on, bro. bro some, I don't know. But uh, he was just obnoxious and there was nothing – there was no – advancement of any sort of plot with their communication. It was like, I just improv. Come in and we'll just bullshit and act like you're real stupid and broy. This whole movie seems to be improv. It felt like just improv. Like, okay, here's the kind of gist. Just be a stinky slacker loser. Action, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he... It was, really... funny. it was funny, too, when he blasted the shit pipe all over himself. Yep, I like that. I... So that whole, um, his tripod thing there with the camera, like, wasn't that, yeah, because he, he finagles that into some sort of a thing to try to break the wall open. Oh, well, oh. it's already evaporating from my brain. Yeah, he was trying but... to break the wall open because he needed water. Because he'd been yes. sitting there so long he didn't have water. And he was trying to bust a water pipe and he picked the shit pipe and it exploded all over him. Yep. And I kind of liked it. <laughs> and then Y2K happens and he was asleep or something and now the world is like, it's, it's, no, I, of, I think they were implying that he caused it because he beat Pac-Man. Oh, okay. I didn't even get that. Ah, and and okay, his, so. ment- his, ment- his brain powers caused it. Or, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It, the movie was way too smart for my pay grade. Oh, no. Yeah. It was not too smart for anybody's pay grade. It was <laughs> fucking dumb. <laughs> but, hey, I watched it, and um, I, I, would, I personally think that this was... I liked this more than... than Whatever the one is Decoder. that you watch. Decoder. Just because I at least get curdled milk barf and poop <laughs> on a guy's face, I guess. You you you, ju- you took delight in that because you saw me raging beside oh, you. On the, that, that's... I mean, <laughs> oh, and the guy just, he never gets up off the couch. And he just, they did a good job of portraying him as just a disgusting person because he was disgusting. This It almost felt like a lower budget version of a, a greasy strangler, but not near as... Good. Oh, and then a bird crashes through the window or something. And... Oh yeah, and then he that he he doesn't want anybody to touch the bird, right? Yeah, like the bird's in a box or something. And oh, it was random. It was just random. The movie. Every time that he would get that tripod and like lean with that gripper thing, oh, just, just to try and reach something else, I was like, "Get the fuck up!" I hate. Oh, I hate. Nope. <laughs> Okay, so Decoder was the clearly the better picture in these two movies. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, actually, I would probably say that that would be probably a little bit more of a movie. Movie, there's actual different sets, and they're you know. That's what I said. Remember, yeah. remember when we were talking about this? I was like, "Oh, does it leave the apartment or this yeah. guy sitting on a couch? If so, when? Yeah, just, just it, change it the scene." <laughs> yep it 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 does. Uh, even I think if I remember correctly, the end credits are even. Very, very hip in the relax, in, re- in the relaxer, in relaxer. It's very, it's a twirl, it's a twirly mustache movie. It oh, is. I, I don't know. The second that it was over, I was done. Finn, I'm out. I'm out of here. I did my time. Yep. Damn it. Oh, that was one for the record books. Now that would, I mean, I would probably say that that wouldn't go on my worst of roulettes. Just again, because See, there's you, enough. Now you're just lying. Yeah. Now, you're just, you're just lying. <laughs> just flat out bald face lying. Oh, there's, I think there was one couple that shows up and the guy is being kind of a alpha male prick, if I remember correctly, and the girl's trying to be nice, right? Isn't that kind of... Yeah. The guy, uh, the, he worked with that woman and and she let him borrow those games. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. 
Oh, and it just made me, even just the way he was holding the Nintendo 64 controller was gross. Just like, oh, and oh, he, I don't he held it wrong. He held it yeah. stupid. It was like, nobody yeah, holds I, it like, like that. So, like, I used to have one of those, and that, that doesn't look right. Here's another thing, too. Uh, to beat Pac-Man 256, to beat that level of Pac-Man, you have to have an arcade Pac-Man machine. Not an N64 cartridge. That doesn't yeah. work. And can you pause that, or how is he, like... Or was he just playing it nonstop? No sleep. There was no sleep, no food, no nothing. There's no sleeping, no shitting, no eating. He has no food for months. He grew a beard. He had a big ass beard. See, yeah, this is beyond my pay grade. This is, this is, this is. No. Dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a something. Moving on, next round. Let's get away from that shit. So for the next round, since we did a shit show roulette, we're going to do a, uh, I don't even know what to call this one, a good roulette, where we give each other good movies that we have seen and recommend to each other, and coming your way, first up is Bloody Sunday. We talked about that before. I wanted to throw that back on the roulette. Uh, dramatization of the, because I am going to get you to watch this movie eventually, and you will like this movie. Uh, a dramatization of the Irish Civil Rights Protest March and subsequent massacre by British troops uh, in 1972. Uh, next up is 24 Hours to Live. This is the roulette I had with Ethan Hawke. Action movie, an assassin seeks redemption after being given a second chance at life. I quite enjoyed that roulette. It's a good movie. And I think that one is... Yeah, 90 minutes. Uh, here's one, another one that I'm going to keep throwing your way because this was one of the better roulettes I've had. And, and it kind of fits into that category of this is a black mirror episode, but it's a damn good one. And, uh, it kind of takes a shift about three fourths of the way through and almost turns into a psychological horror movie. Uh, it's not, it's mostly sci-fi, but it does take that twist. Totally would be at home in black mirror. Uh, after other life, after inventing a drug that induces time compressed virtual realities, Young Ren grapples with partner Sam over how to use their powerful creation. Oh, that was... I don't know. I was just randomly thinking about that movie the other day. I was like, that was a damn good movie. Yuji needs to watch that. And lastly, to just complete my circle all around the board of for options, is 1960 Swiss Family Robinson. In case you were feeling like a family movie or something... If you do pick this one, though, you got to watch this one with Joni. Okay. Uh, a Swiss family must survive shipwrecked on a desert island. It's a Disney movie. It's two hours long. It feels like an hour 20. The last time I watched it by myself, it felt, man, that was quick. Uh, this is a childhood favorite. I just watched it in the last, I want to say, five years, and it felt like it totally held up. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Cool. Okay. Okay, and coming your way is uh, a couple of roulettes, actually, that uh, got... High marks for me. First up is The Golem. During an outbreak of a deadly plague, a mystical woman must save her tight-knit Jewish community from foreign invaders, but the entity she conjures to protect them is a far greater evil. Uh, I really liked that one. In fact, I believe that that was this year. That might be close to uh, tops for me for roulettes. I really liked that movie. Um, next up is uh, The Apostle. That's another roulette <laughs> that you had on oh, the I, Movie I, Freaks podcast. Yep. Oh, that's me trying to act like I'm not typing it in right now on IMDb. <laughs> uh, two hours and ten minutes. It is long, uh, but Gareth Edwards directed. Uh, Gareth Evans directed it. 
1905, a drifter on a dangerous mission to rescue his kidnapped sister tangles with a sinister religious cult on an isolated island. Slow burn, but good payoff and good movie. Well made. Uh, next up is Bloodsucking Bastards. I love this movie. This is action, horror, comedy, and it is exactly that. It's all three of those. Uh, down on his luck, cubicle worker and his slacker best friend discover their new boss is a vampire who is who is turning their co-workers into the undead. This stars the... Uh, is that Stephen Yeun? Uh, um, no, Joey Kern is in it. And Fran Krantz, which he is the... Uh, he was the stoner guy from yeah, I know who you Cabin mean. in the Woods. It's, to me at least, it was hilarious. It was gory, fast-paced, only an hour and 26 minutes. It's so good. And last but not least, another one that I've been throwing your way a couple times, because uh, I really want you to watch this sometime, The Great Silence. Uh, Sergio Carbucci, a mute gunfighter, defends a young widow and a group of outlaws against a gang of bounty killers in the winter of 1898. And a grim, tense struggle unfolds. This stars the great Klaus Kinski and uh, Sergio Carbucci. He is the director of the original Django, the, which oh. is the the best yeah uh, spaghetti western ever made. That's not what I thought. Oh, I thought that was a Scorsese movie that's like three hours long. No. Okay. No, this. Um, yeah, he's made uh, Django, Ringo, and uh, he's made Navajo Joe, which was really good. That's with uh, Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Did a bunch of spaghetti westerns back in the day, but it is, it, I'll just, forewarning, it's a bit of a depressing spaghetti western, but it is very well made. I cannot imagine you wouldn't like that. I think that all of those are safe, in my opinion. Oh, now we're just safe. I thought we were on damn good. What happened oh, to damn oh, good? For me, for me, they're damn good, but those two, <laughs> I just never know with you in horror, like. Yeah, well, I'm, I want to watch all of those movies, the horror movies, but I'm going to save them for a couple weeks from now. Uh, and go with the great silence. That was a surprise there because I didn't. I didn't look it up. I thought that that was that Scorsese flick. Uh, where is no, that? Yeah. What is that on? Uh, that is on Canopy. Okay. I will take the great silence. Okay. It's a. Uh, no, I'm just telling you right now. It's not the feel good movie of the year, but I, you know, it's yeah. fantastic. Um, and for me, you know what? I'm going to take one that I can watch with the family. Swiss Family Robinson. It is. Oh yeah, that's on yeah. Hoopla. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I. I just got a big shipment in from Vinegar Syndrome, and I'm like, you know what? I've got a bunch of that stuff to watch. I'm like, this one here I can watch with the family during family time. And and it does have some slightly darker elements to it that would fly back then for Disney, as far oh, as... Oh, yeah, I can, I can believe it. <laughs> just tigers chasing people down and tackling people and uh, logs falling on people, pirates that are trying to get them and stuff like that. It, I don't know, man. Maybe, and maybe it's my nostalgia, but... I love that movie. And I, I cool. couldn't believe how this last time I watched it. I, I want to watch, watch that thing again, but I think I watched it on VHS. It's like, I need a Blu-ray of this. So I hope the transfer is good. It should be. I mean, stuff on Hoopla has been pretty good. Yeah, at the, I would bet at the very least it will be DVD quality. Hopefully it's more. Yeah. We'll see. But cool. I I think you, I'd be surprised if you came back with a negative review on that one. Good. Okay, there okay. you go. Next from, episode on the roulette, it'll be The Great Silence up against Swiss Family Robinson. We both... How is it possible that we both picked movies from, like, the 60s? Oh, uh, no shit! Yeah, we did! Huh. Huh. All right. Yeah, yes. Well, hopefully... I'm guessing that by October, there is going to be some... I don't know, it just seems like a... a just a... A desert wasteland right now on Netflix, which is a good look, look at you. Look at uh-huh. you. <laughs> 
Actually, there's a lot of shit on Netflix I want to watch right now, but it's none of it's horror. I, just that's just it's just Euro Desert Wasteland, sir. I know. <laughs> Uh, I did watch a preview for that one uh, series that you had told me about, uh, and once I get done with Exorcist season two on my Voodoo, I'll I might dive onto that in October. That I, I'm not sure what it's called, but you oh Mary Ann, yeah, that one. That pretty I, good that trailer. trailer was pretty hardcore. I have yeah. not. I, in my defense, I haven't watched a minute of it. That was just with some friends online who aren't scared by anything. The, the first episode, they were like, I had to pause that a couple times because it was freaking me out. It's like. Wow, that's pretty high hmm. praise coming from that person, so who knows? Maybe it'll do nothing for you. Uh, anyway, let's move on to our top ten of the month, and it's bum, 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 my turn to pick, and I liked your jungle set movies from uh, oh, it was the second month, February, that we did that, and I thought, huh, how about desert set movies? So, there you go. It'll be interesting to see how each of us interpreted desert set, I think. And I hope our, I'm pretty sure that ah, we might have different lists. <laughs> there, once I started falling down the rabbit hole of, of, um, westerns, I was like, ah, now this is turning into a western list and some of them aren't all in the desert. Some of them are in, ah, not all of mine are completely in the desert, but they have significant desert scenes, you know? <clears throat> Which actually, I, I tried to stick with really straight up in the desert. So, I did too, yeah. and that's why some of these got bumped down or off the list. Uh, but we'll start at number ten for me is Tremors, and one of the it's dusty, it's desert, it's American desert. But I knocked it down a little bit because the desert isn't so much the pressing theme of the movie as the creatures. You know, you don't have that obligatory scene where the guy is wandering over a sand dune and his lips are all peeling off his face. <laughs> yeah, you know, if yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, but I love that movie and it does count in my opinion. Number 10 for you. Uh, number 10 for me is The Martian. Uh, I I went back and forth on putting this one on. I've only watched the movie one time, but I really liked it. But, you know, I'm like, well, I guess the desert could also be on Mars, right? Because, yeah, it's a desert. So it's mainly on there, and he farms with poop, so it has to go on the list somewhere. <laughs> I had considered it, but I decided to sit, stay a little more on Earth. But that's fine. Uh, number nine for me is Three Kings. Have you seen this movie in the Damn, last I decade? I forgot about that one. George Clooney and Ice Cube? Yeah. That's a good movie. I No, I haven't seen that one in years and years. Me either, but I recall really liking the movie. I'm curious how it would hold up now, though. It's been so long, I don't even know if, uh, politically how it would translate in today's era, knowing what we know now, if you know what I, I mean. know. But anyway, I thought it was a good movie in the desert. I do believe plays a decent role in there towards the end, but it's all set in the desert. Oh, damn it. Now I just thought of another one. I forgot honorable mention for you, I guess. Number nine for you. Number nine for me is wake in fright. And this is from 1971. Uh, this is the Donald Pleasance movie. Uh, after a bad gambling bet, a school teacher is marooned in a town full of crazy, drunk, violent men who threaten to make him just as crazy, drunk, and violent. This is a surreal, nasty, dirty, gross movie, uh, in the best way possible. It's, it's very, it is seriously, it's a really, really good movie. Uh, there's, there's so much drinking in this movie, um, that it, and I'm a drinker, I'm a drinker. 
But I'm like, okay, guys, ease up. Like, <laughs> it's bad. They, oh. And it's very much desert. Like, oh, man, everything about that movie is just oppressive. Uh, it's a great movie. In fact, I believe it was, like, long lost for, for many years. I don't think I've ever even heard of it. It's really good. It's only on, from what I can see, it's on Amazon Prime. I got the Blu-ray. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure if it's on Canopy or not, but if it is, you should give that a watch sometime. It's pushing two hours, and it's not a feel-good movie at all, but it's very well made, and it's just, it's, it's so dark. It's such a dark movie. It's hard, and it's even the sub, like, the storyline is hard for me to even describe, but that very much plays, like, the landscape plays a big part in that movie, and which is, the out the Australian outback desert. Nice. So okay, sounds interesting. I'd like to check it out. Uh, number eight for me is Hidalgo, and I know a lot of people don't like this movie for whatever reason. It's a little too national treasury, I guess. Uh, you know, safe and whatnot, family friendly ish. I think it's a great movie. I've watched it a couple of times, and it's horse racing across the desert. Viggo Mortensen. I, it's a pretty damn good movie, in my opinion, and the desert definitely plays a big role in that movie. Um, eh, number eight. Okay, number eight for me is Red Planet. Back to Mars! Back to <laughs> Mars we go! Woohoo! Val oh. Kilmer, Carrie Ann Moss, Tom Sizemore. They're on Mars, and it's Sandy, and they've got a dog named Amy. <laughs> yep. It's actually a robot that kills a lot of them, or some of them, I believe. Uh, at least a couple of them. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, uh, I'm trying to think of movies that were, you know, very dusty and deserty. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, number seven for me is, uh, was actually a roulette on the show. The Way Back. I don't think you ever got around to watching this one. Directed no, by, but I remember you talking about it. Directed by Peter Weir. Starring Colin Farrell, Ed Harris. Uh, Saoirse Ronan, Mark Strong, Jim Sturgis. Uh, anyway, uh, not all of this movie takes place in the desert, but uh, there is a significant chunk in the third act that takes place in the desert, and that's why I threw it on there, and because it's a damn good movie. I, I don't hear anybody talking about this movie, and I just, man, I'm so impressed with it. Uh, escapees from a Siberian gulag travel 4,000 miles by foot to freedom in India, and I don't know, I just wish that movie got more attention. I need to watch that. I remember. I remember you said um, that that would be a good one for my wife to watch too. I think so. Drama, adventure, drama history. It, it would mostly be a drama movie, but I do believe it's based on a real story. It's a little long, two hour fifteen minutes, but I I don't think I was ever bored. Uh, it's just a real damn good movie. You should check it out sometime. Okay. Yeah, I want to. That's actually I forgot about that movie. It's been a little while since you've talked about it. Yeah. Uh, number seven for me is The Quick and the Dead, Mr. Sam Raimi's, uh, action western movie that is set in the desert. Uh, there's other westerns that I like better, but the fact that this is set, you know, in such a dusty old desert type town, I'm like, ah, there's, that, that goes on there. I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but I really liked this movie. This, the cast is so good. Uh, Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Russell Crowe, a very young Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobin Bell, who is the Jigsaw from the Saw movies, mm-hmm. uh, Keith David, Lance Henriksen, Gary Sinise. Man, damn, that's a good movie. Yeah, it is. And it's I like that it's a Western that has very much uh, the Evil Dead, Sam Raimi type camera, the cool camera work. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, I agree. I, I have one of the first DVDs I got, I think, was of The Quick and the Dead. That old, old... Oh, DVD. yeah. The cardboard that you... Yeah. I don't, think, you... I don't think it is that, but it, it's, it just is an old release. Well, you were going to ask me something? No, I know. Well, fine then. Uh, number six for me is The Proposition. Uh, directed by John Hillcoat, Ray Winstone, Guy Pierce, Emily Watson. Uh, set in the outback, but this has your obligatory dry lips in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, damn, damn, damn good movie. Uh, what else has he done? I just know every time I see his name, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'll check it out. John Hillcoat, that is. Ugh, he did The Road. And Lawless, he... Oy, oy, maybe I should take that back. <laughs> Proposition, The Road, Lawless... Triple Nine. Triple that Nine was a, was a that damn was good, good movie. yes. That was a great movie. And he's in pre-production on something called Witchfinder. I'm in. A yeah. witch hunter in 17th century England is responsible for the death of hundreds... I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yep. A remake of the 1968 film The Conqueror Worm. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's Inquisition, which, like, uh... Well, John Hillcoat's remaking it. Damn, oh, that's... Yeah, that's, uh, I believe that was, uh... I think that was a... uh, The Witchfinder... Ah, shit, what was it called? With, uh... Oh, I'm full of wonderful information today. Um, (laughs) oh, like Dr. Fives guy, for crying out loud, what's his name? Vincent Price, maybe? Yay, there you go, Vincent Price, wow, yes. Oh, look at he, me, I haven't even seen any of these movies. Yeah. The Witchfinder General, and he was, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I'm going nowhere fast with that one. <laughs> you're good, you're good. We, we came around on it. Uh, uh, number six for you. Uh, six for me is 1999's The Mummy. This is the Stephen Summers Mummy with Brendan Fraser, and I think that this still holds up very well on almost every single level. The comedy works. The acting is is really good. And I think the special effects, the CGI, I haven't seen this in a little while, but the CGI effects, especially the end, were really, really good. Uh, this was big budget summer popcorn fun, and it was still, it didn't, it wasn't as excessive as the sequels were that I just, I don't like. Uh, this was just kind of that sweet spot of kind of horror fantasy. It was just cool and very much desert. I really like that movie. Very much desert. Very much adventure. And yeah. I like adventure pictures. In fact, I like The Mummy so much, it is number five on my list. I yeah. completely agree with everything you said. It's awesome. I still like the sequel, even though it's got the dodgy CGI and the awful uh, Scorpion King CGI. Oh, it's so bad. But most of that movie is still pretty good. And it's just adventure. It has enough horror elements in there with the Scarab Beetles. Ugh. Um, but yeah, damn, I really should give that third one a second chance. I have, I, uh, I only you know, watched, I it, watched it once and yeah, yeah watched, watched it one time and God, that was bad. Yep. I, I like the new mummy better than that. The one with Tom Cruise. I liked it better than part three. Yeah, I would agree. And again, I, I don't remember like both of those movies escaped my brain the moment they were done. Although I, I still kind of remember the Tom Cruise one a little bit, but the, I don't know the. Something with Jet Li and abominable snow creatures or something. Yeah, werewolves it, it, or I don't know. The diamond, gold, silver, jeweled dragon thingy creature <laughs> curse of. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Something. You... Number five yeah. for you. 
Uh, number five for me is The Mummy's Shroud. This is a Hammer production, and of all of the Mummy movies from Hammer, this was my favorite one. Uh, it's just... I have to find it. Hold on here. From 1967, um, it's it's kind of like Dracula, Prince of Darkness, in that everything about it is just very much Hammer and what they did best back in the 60s. Uh, the acting is fine. The production values are good. It's very gothic. But this one, uh, this was the best of the Mummy movies, in my opinion, and top-tier Hammer horror. Uh, man, I really liked this movie. I've seen this movie... Uh, this and Dracula, Prince of Darkness are probably the two Hammer movies that I've watched the most. But this definitely falls in the... In the desert movie, because it's all set over in the Middle East, whereas some of the other Hammer Mummy, Mummy movies, actually all of the other ones, are not. They have scenes from the desert, but they're not specifically set in the desert like this one is. Gotcha. There you go. Good I, movie. I don't think, have I seen that one? I don't think so. This is the third one of the four Mummy movies that they made. Mm. So. Okay. Uh, number four for me, I'm really curious if this will make your list, if you thought of this one, but this was one of the first ones that popped into my brain because of the beautiful way that this desert was shot, and it's not very typical to this list, and I would say this is probably up there, boy, we, we're going to have to do a director spotlight on this guy someday, because that'll be real interesting. This might be top three of this director for me, um, and if, as we're in this Hollywood phase now where they're making sequels to old movies they haven't made sequels to for quite a while. You know what I'm talking about? Rambo's coming back and yeah. whatnot. I would really like a sequel to Stargate, please, at some point. Can we just get uh, Kurt Russell and James Spader to come back? And Why not? I know they've done a million TV shows with it, but how about a big budget adventure with them doing something? I don't know. Uh, Roland Emmerich, by the way, is the director. I completely forgot that one. That That's going on my honorable mentions. Damn, damn good movie. And they released a director's cut that was a little bit longer, and it fleshed out some of the characters a little better, and uh, that, I need to pull that movie out again. Good shit. Yeah, that was really good. Really good movie. Man, that was a big oversight on my end. And I guess I failed, because I said I tried to keep all my deserts on Earth, and this desert wasn't on Earth. Nope, <laughs> nope. Uh, number four for you. Okay, Number four for me is The Road Warrior from director George Miller. This is the Mel Gibson sequel to the Mad Max movie from the, I believe it was the late 70s, which in its in and of itself is a really good movie, but this is just way better. Every single thing about The Road Warrior is better than Mad Max. Um, and it's even, actually, it's a lot better than the third one, Beyond Thunderdome. This is just that nice... Something about it is just, it's one of those few sequels that is significantly better than the original. Uh, non-stop action pretty much, 95 minutes, big burly WWF wrestler looking dudes, Mel Gibson in black leather, eating dog food. It, it, thumbs up! Thumbs up for me! <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, number three for me is Once Upon a Time in the West from 1968. Sergio Leone, Henry Fonda, Charles Bronson. Hey, it's a 10. It's in the desert. It's number three. I've talked about this movie before. This is one of my all-time favorite westerns. I need to do the Dollars Trilogy. I've had that damn Blu-ray set on my shelf for, what, three, four years now? I haven't. I, I just need to go on a tear and get it done. Uh, and so I can really reevaluate all of those films. 
But for now, it's going to stay as Once Upon a Time in the West. I, I The huge, wide shots that they use... I, I feel thirsty watching that movie. Like, ah, is there any water around? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so dry, and everybody's sweaty, and uh, just they just everybody looks moist. <clears throat> there you go. Okay. <laughs> um, number three for me is Mad Max Fury Road. Let's just keep on with the Mad Max movies. Uh, I love this movie. It's it's so good. Uh, Tom Hardy is a great. Uh, replacement for Mel Gibson. Charlie's Theron is great. Uh, it's more of the same. If you liked the other ones, this is that and better, I think. Uh, it's set in the desert and with tons of car carnage. Awesome. Indeed. Loved it. Indeed. Number two for me is Lawrence of Arabia. If ever their movie was set in the desert, it's old Lawrence and good old Arabia. (laughs) A humongous 70mm frame on this Blu-ray is stunning to look at. It's a great film. It's long as hell. uh, But it's just... It it is a masterpiece epic. And I only bumped it down to number two because I'm not as apt to rewatch that one as much as my number one pick. Um, But... Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful film. Number two for you. Uh, Number two for me is The Hills Have Eyes remake. This is the Alexandra Aja movie from, I think, 2004, somewhere in there. And uh, it's one of the best of the, that wave of remakes back, back then, like with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. This was the best. In fact, this one uh, beats the Wes Craven original in pretty much every area, in my opinion. It's, Scary, it's really incredibly gory and mean-spirited, and just really well-made. Uh, I love, love, love that movie. Hey, and uh, Ted Levine's in that, and Ted Levine's awesome! <laughs> yes, he is. Good movie. Uh, number one for me is all four Mad Max films. I, I'm Mad Max is... Max Rocktansky is my number one. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just putting the whole group of them right in there. Otherwise, they all would have had a separate spot, and now... Uh, everybody loves to shit on part one. Uh, part one is a great 70s thriller mm-hmm. with some insane car action. Is part two better than part one? Yep. It's a lot more action-packed. It it just it moves faster. It's a little less depressing because you, you only get reminded of the death of his wife and kid mm-hmm. instead of seeing it. But that first one has a little bit more of that 70s deliberate pacing. That came out in 1979, by the way. Thank you very much. Huh. That's my year. Uh, I came out in 1979 as well. Uh, no. <laughs> and, uh, whereas the, the sequel has a little more of that 80s mentality where it's faster paced and just bigger explosions and crazy car chases. Um, I love it. Part three, people love to... Yeah, is part three a step down? Yes. Is it the lower... Uh, is it a lower tier of all of four of them? Yes. I still enjoy the film. It definitely goes off on a weird tangent, but it still has some great moments in it, and you got all that Thunderdome and Tina Turner shit, which is great. Mm-hmm. It, it gets a little lost when he's injured for 20, 30 minutes of the movie, and the kids are helping him, and they think he's a pilot, or ah, whatever the hell's going on there. Uh, then part four is a, a masterpiece, as you've said. it's I've only seen it twice, and it's just great. 
I could just watch it every weekend, but I don't want to get burned out on it. Mm-hmm. It's I know what you mean. Just so damn good. Um, and I like that when, when, about the time that fourth one came out, they were asking him, well, is this a prequel to Thunderdome or where does it set? And he said that other than the first one, the other three, how did he word it? They don't really have a, a, a place of part two, part three, part four. He's just making Mad Max movies. These are the Conan. These are the adventures of Mad Max or something to that effect okay. where these could, they could. They could be interchanged. I would say that Thunderdome is still probably the last one because he has grayer hair than that one. He, he looks a little older. So this could take place before Road Warrior. Hmm. I like to think, I like to think in that vein. Just because it, why not? Hell with it. See, recast it, keep going. Keep making Indiana Jones movies too. Retire Harrison Ford, get somebody else in there. Get Chris Pratt or some shit to go in there and, do his indie. I, yeah. I, I just don't cling to this thing of, we gotta keep, well, it's, Agreed. Not, it's not that actor. We gotta, fuck that. Keep, get somebody at, recast and keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I, I wanna see more Mad Max movies. I wanna see more Indiana Jones movies. And honestly, like, I'll, hell, I'll, you know, I'm gonna watch the new Indiana Jones. It is being made, right? With Harrison Ford. Yeah. Suppose, yep. Okay. That's fine. That's cool. But keep making them. Do a James Bond. Like, recast it. And then, I don't know, 10 years from now, recast it with another guy. Oh, and the rumor is on the new James Bond movie is that in the beginning, it's going to be, he's going to be, have be, be retired and it's going to be a girl 007. And then he's going to have to come back and retake the mantle for some reason. I'm guessing they get killed and then he's got to be 007 again or something like that. That's fine. That's great. Do that. I have no problem with that. That sounds sweet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whatever. Okay. Yep. Um, Number okay, one for well. you. Number one for me is Sergio Leone's The Good, Good the, the Bad, and the Ugly. ugly. Yep. I would have guessed that. Yep. I, again, much like the um, uh, the Jungle movie, I started at number one. I'm like, okay, well, this is this is number one. I know that everything else will fall into place. But this is the um, the first movie that popped into my head when you said, let's do a desert, like the best desert movies. Uh, it is so epic in scope, much like... Uh, once upon a time in the West, but that end with the the tombstones and the and the Metallica music. But it's not the Metallica music, but they play it in the concerts whenever they're oh. their their concerts. <laughs> they they open with that with that that scene music that scene. Yeah, and it's it's great. It's so well made. This is how I mean, we've talked about this before. This is how I like my westerns: as dirty and grimy and dusty and. I guess what I would imagine the old West was like is how these how the Italians made it not not with the little bandanas around their necks and oh everybody being perfectly clean and all yeah old. I don't like that I, excuse Be dirty me and, partner I think yeah. you stepped on my toe yeah that no that's not westerns to me give me gritty yep I agree. So there All you right. go. And the, and the other, the, the Dollars Trilogy is fantastic. But I do think that each one gets better and better and better. Cool. So. Uh, honorable mentions real quick. I got There Will Be Blood. Uh, the Sahara remake with Matthew McConaughey. I know everybody hates that movie. Uh, you can, I don't care. I think it's a fun, fine time. Uh, Baraka. Uh, the, <laughs> the Fall. 
Remember the fall? Yeah, I do. Uh, Body of Lies. That was that was my last one. I just thought of. Uh, there you go. All dry and dusty. <laughs> Uh, okay, so for me, um, now some of these, I, well, okay, some of them I'm gonna, oh, I'll admit, I, I, I'm, they're on the, uh, honorable mention because you picked them! Proposition Tremors and Stargate! <laughs> All movies that I'm That's like, oh, you dumbass, Eugene. Um, <laughs> and then I also, I just, I, I'm not sure if I consider these westerns or not, but Bone Tomahawk, I put that on there, and I'm like, ah, uh, that's kind of pushing it. I don't think so. Most of that's in a desert. Okay, well, there's that. And Black Hawk Down is, I mean, Somalia, and is Somalia desert, I yes, think? Yes, okay. I, I would say so. And also, let's just take Tatooine, and oh, let's take let's take that, and uh, Jakku, and... Some other planet from Star Wars and mush them together for a thing. And that's one pick. Just say Star Wars. Okay. Because <laughs> it wasn't Jakku. That's where Rey yeah. was from. Yeah. Yeah. But Tatooine. Hey, that's... that's. Yeah, that should have been... Uh, yeah. But that probably just would have made my honorable mentions because they're only there for a bit. Yeah. And they take off. But yeah, you could just say Tatooine, Star Wars or something. The whole thing. Why not? What about Four Feathers? Where does that fall for you? Oh, I mean, right down the shitter. That's where that mm. falls for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't seen the original, but the remake did not go over well with you and me. Oh. Not so much. I'm still embarrassed of myself how we acted in that theater. Oh, we, the... were, we were the people that we bitch about. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize it. I thought everybody was on our side until we went to dinner with everybody, and they were, they were pissed. Mm. Yep. They were, they were mad at us. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Well, yeah, we were Mystery Science Theater in that one. Oh, that was so bad. Oh. I, had, I had to run out of the room because I was laughing so hard when he was trying to drink that horse's blood. I, just, I literally had to run out of the theater because I was laughing out loud. I just couldn't do anything. And oh, ever, it was oh. so long. And I, I, I even remember where we were sitting. Like, there's certain memories that are just burned into my brain. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, we paid for that and oh, with a church group. Ugh. Oh, they were so mad at us. Oh, my yep. gosh. The dirty looks we were getting at dinner afterwards. I, I still sometimes I, I I feel my skin getting hot because I'm embarrassed. But yeah, eh, how many of those people do we hang out with now? Yeah. Boop. Goose egg. Okay. Are you ready for Recently Watched? Yep. Let's start off talking about John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. How about that? There we go. Yes. Very curious where you where you fell on this one. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. I liked it better than part two. Me too. I, 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 do I need to give you the story of this? I mean, it picks up right where the second one left off, and he's just getting... I posted on Facebook, and th- this film really hammers it home, but uh, they've announced a fourth Matrix movie, and the cast is returning. So, spoiler for 16-year-old movie, I guess, but I guess Neo didn't die at the end of that one? So my guess is... His physical body died, and he went into the Matrix. And the John Wick movies are where his traumatized brain has been since. Because the regular normal people in this movie act like they're in the Matrix. They just wander around while they're being surrounded by thousands of assassins just killing the dick out of each other. And people like, oh, I mean, they might run and scream and whatever, but there's no cops in these movies. There's... They just kill everybody. I mean, giant, crazy, 
uh, action scene on bikes and swords driving down the freeway. They're... Horses. Horses. Galloping. And, and people don't even like, oh, they just, they don't even look up. The people in the background just keep right on walking. Like, ain't no thing like a chicken wing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that's where Neo is. He's just hanging out, thinking he's John Wick for a couple of movies, and pretty soon Matrix 4 is going to come along and be like, hey, yo, you're not an assassin. You're still trapped in here. <laughs> that would actually be fantastic because that is one of my biggest gripes about these movies is I'm like, come on it's you're right no one reacts to any of the complete carnage going on all around them I know it's a it's a escapism fun action rated movie that's fine but I mean basically he's a cyborg he cannot be killed I I, I love that Mark Cascos is in this. I love him. I've always loved him since the 80s. He's awesome. It's great cast. It, Halle Berry is fine. Her dogs almost upstage every other thing in this movie. Those dogs are so badass. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, and, you know, it's, it seems weird to make the complaint that I'm about to make, but it is what it is. That dude would need uh, twice the amount of Deadpool's pockets to carry the amount of ammo that he pulls out of his coats and just... Clip, clip, mag, 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 bang, 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 bang. Um, memo to the people that make John Wick, you only need one headshot. When you shoot him once in the face, you're, you're good to go. You're, you're good. They don't. They shoot him all in the head like three times. Uh, that's ammo you're wasting for these people that are supposed to be super duper tactical. Uh, Halle Berry, I think, shoots this one guy in the face like five times in the middle of the firefight. It's, uh, I, I, the, the gun stuff is not that entertaining. The knife stuff in this is fantastic. Oh, that, it is. That knife scene where he's just chucking... I swear that one guy, when he's fighting those three dudes and they're just, like, flinging knives at each other left and right, I swear that one guy who was fighting never did a damn thing except get stuck by knives. Every time that he got back up, he got another knife in him, and down he went for another second. Then he would get back up again, another knife. It was hilarious. Uh, yeah, then the katanas on the motorcycles, that was amazing. You know, anytime that it gets to the guns, then I start to go, alright, you're, you hit every single shot, you're just a magical headshot, man. Yeah, that, I agree. And you no know, one, they tried to change it up with the different guns. Towards the end, they got the shotgun. So now everybody yeah. gets their head, heads blown completely clean off. Yep. And they uh, needed to do that. I, that got a little more interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I like the way that the story went. It was a little weird with the desert thing, but alright. And I, a little weird with the end of the falling off the roof. I, I, yeah. Cause I was, I, I guess that was a betrayal. That was a full on betrayal. Cause, so that guy's the bad guy now for part four. That's who they're going to war with. They're going to war with him and the high table. All right. And, the, and who did he, um, hmm, hmm, who did he reconnect with to start this war? Ian McShane? Nope. That's the guy who blew him off the roof. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Matrix 4, here we go. Ooh. <laughs> Seriously, how badass would that be? <laughs> they won't, but the, <laughs> I thought, I, I just love when I see those two dudes together in a movie. Even in, what well, was it the first movie or the second movie when Larry Fishburne popped up? I'm like, sweet, this is cool. I pretty much echo everything you said. I, it, it is a good movie. I think it is, it's an improvement over the second one, but I don't know, after a while I'm like, oh, it's, it's, you know, goon number 250 getting getting their face shot off five times in a row. It's like, okay, it's fine. I mean, they do the same thing in part two. Part two, uh, well, the reason I liked it better in part two is because part two just got way too carried away with the gunfights. 
Like, it got monotonous and boring. Like, come on. Just bang, 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 headshot, 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 you know. I get it. He's a super marksman. Uh, and so they tried to break that up in, in this one, and it, I they did a better job. I enjoyed the story more. I, I What was 2 even about? I don't even remember barely anything about it except lots of gunshots, and then at the end, there's a million assassins. I, so yeah. I like that they picked up right where that left off, because that was a cool idea. But, uh... Yeah, they both get ousted from the table, and then they get their way back in, and then John wicks out again. Okie dokie. Whatever, bring on part four, I'll be there. Very impressive that the movie did as well as it did. I didn't. I, this was one where I would have never guessed that it was going to do that good. I mean, this did really damn good this summer. Uh, yeah, okay, anything else for John Wick 3? Nope. Good movie. I, I mean, it's... These should be, like, right right down my alley and they I enjoy them but it's something about them it's just I I don't know I would probably take an old school Rambo movie over these yeah I'm I'm, I don't know I'm less picky about the ammo situation in those movies than I am about this because he's constantly just pulling that mag out of the back of his coat yeah dude you got a hundred pounds of magazines you're hiding under there somehow another thing I noticed in this one too is whenever the bad guys come to attack they all or they pop around the corner. They pause. There's always a pause while you know the actor is getting their gun up to blow their head off. Mm-hmm. It's like nobody does that. You don't run around pause. You'd be ah, it's fine. It's just crazy. Bloodletting. Okay, over to you. What do you want to review? You, uh, last week you told me to remind you. You want to review the pledge, the conversation, and enemy of the states. What do you want to do? Uh, let's do pledge. Okay. Is it just right. pledge? It's pledge. Yes, okay. from 2018. This is, uh, I, I picked this up for really cheap on Blu-ray. I had heard some good things. Hour and 17 minutes, I'm like, ah, if it's not good, it's going to go up on Flea Bay. Uh, this was a good movie. This is low budget done right. Uh, I really liked this movie. I liked the characters in it um, and how fast paced the movie is. That huge, huge plus that they weren't like, well, shit, let's... Let's pad this thing out to 90 minutes. Nope. Everything that's in there, let's put it in and then wrap it up and be done. And I think that it could have actually been a little bit longer. Uh, so basically, uh, these three pledges, kind of nerdy guys, uh, they're, they're college freshmen and they're trying to uh, pledge for an eternity. Pledge for an eternity! Woohoo! <laughs> Praise Jesus! <laughs> uh, good Lord, Eugene. <laughs> good, good Lord. Um... Uh, Amen. I'm, yes. I'm uh, the cross. <laughs> yes. Uh, fraternity is what some people call them. Uh, but soon realize that there's more at stake than they could have ever imagined. And it is, I, uh, I don't want to give too much away because it's just, it's mean spirited and really cool. And there's a couple of really, really good twists in this, uh, in this movie to where if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it, but acting was on point. Uh, it was it was violent. I mean, it's not a gore fest, but it was violent and uncomfortable. I will say this. it It's, it's not like this, but it had very s- small echoes of... Um, <clears throat> I, I had to think of the movie's title. Uh, Funny Games. Oh, oh I'm just, listening. Yeah, just very minor hints at that. I uh, don't, I mean, it's not 
I mean, don't. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but it something about it just. I'm like, ah, oh, this kind of sort of in the you know, it's a distant, distant cousin to that. But it is really, really good. That was a minor gem in the rough for me. And uh, if I could, I'm, I'm not sure if we're gonna how your October shaping up, but that would be one that I would like for you to watch. I know that you don't make your way up here that often, so. Uh, yeah, what am I gonna do this October? I know. Thon? I'm not. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get up there to get a bag of. Movies from you or not? Bag of my so, slop, yeah. And, yeah. Hey, and the nice thing is, is when you're done, you can just give them to my mom and dad, who would be happy to give them back to me oh, instead just, of yeah, instead just... of burning them outside. In a... <laughs> I could seal it in a box and say it's something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'll. Yeah, that that was a Netflix or where where did you watch the Amazon? No, that's a Blu-ray. Oh, you blind bought it? Yeah, I blind bought that one. It, the, it was cheap. Um, and I'm like, ah, you know what? I've heard some good things about that. I'm going to take a chance. And again, if, if it doesn't, if it sucks, I'm just going to offload it on eBay. Maybe what we could do is for, for one month, I could flip you a couple of bucks and you give me your Amazon password and then I can just have access to everything on Amazon you want me to watch. Hey, there you go. Then I'll just delete it. We'll see. We'll see. I've got a boatload of shit already stacking up, even stuff I didn't get to last year as far as VHSs and all, all kinds of stuff. You mean for October? October. October yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, you, that's that's coming up. That's I know it's around the corner. Are we doing the same thing? Are we going to just binge the shit? Well, I, that's my life. But are <laughs> you going to be? <laughs> yes, I'm going to try, but I don't think I'm going to be able to beat you like I have in the past couple years because I, I got a different job now. This is the first yeah. year with the new job. I don't. I don't. It's <laughs> unless I decide to just. I'm going to sleep two hours every night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, let me do a quick double header that I had teased uh, an episode or two ago. We were talking about the one, the only, Francis Ford Coppola. And I talked about going on a Coppola tear. And I got a couple of them checked off today and then put on the brakes, because I need a breather. Uh, let's start with The Outsiders. Rivalry between two gangs, the poor greasers and the rich socias. That's soch. They call them socias. They're socials or socialites or something. It only heats up when one gang member kills a, uh, another member uh, in self-defense. Starring, let me know when you get, uh, don't know any of the names, C. Thomas Howell. Give me a check or a ding or something. Bing! Matt Dillon. Bing! Ralph Macchio. Bing! Patrick Swayze. Bing! Rob Lowe. <laughs> Bing! Emilio Estevez. Bing! Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's finished. Diane Lane. Um, <sighs> Tom Waits. I mean, <laughs> wow. Uh, so I haven't seen this movie since probably high school. And I remember I watched it. Uh, we watched it in school, I think, after we read the book. And that was one of those required reading books by S.C. Hilton, I believe. And I remember this was one of the books that I was assi- you were assigned. And I actually liked the book quite a bit. And I remember liking the movie. Going back and rewatching the movie, if you haven't read the book, this is a mess. It's a mess of a flick, in my opinion. Just, there's not a lot of character development on the side characters, so when people like Tom Cruise and these other people show up, you're like, what is going on? So, I mean, the movie was frustrating, because things from the book were coming back to me, and that's unusual for something, I have. it's been that long since I've read it. Uh, so, if you've read it, it's a decent flick. If you haven't read it, I, I just, I feel like you wouldn't really care for it all that much. Oh, okay. Um, 
You might, but I honestly, I would recommend you actually read the book. It's not a long book. I, I mean, I'd be surprised if it's 200 pages. Let me look it up, because that was a small paperback, as I recall. Uh, the performances are good. I mean, it was just kind of confusing. It was like, who, what, gang, what? I mean, you're just, like, plopped in this world where you're expected to know everything that's kind of already going on. Uh, and honestly, you know what it is? It's... What did I call it? I was, I was laughing while I was watching it. It's, it's white boys in the hood. Because obviously if it's going to be white boys and white gangs, it's going to be set in the fifties and we're like greasers and we're, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> so it's kind of dorky. 192 pages. I nailed that one. The book is worth checking out. It's one of those kind of checklist, uh, um, American literature novels that you should read coming of age story. I, I got flashes of stand by me here and there, but. Yeah, it's it's a socialite white thing. It's it's poor white people against rich white people, and they're all douchebags. And this is what we did before we had Netflix. We we rumbled, <laughs> dumbasses. Uh, and I believe I said when I teased that I was going to watch these movies that Rumblefish was the sequel, and I always thought that it was until I watched it today for the very first time. And no, it's not. It's just another movie set maybe a decade later with a lot of the same actors, and it's about. Street Thugs again. Here we go down the list again. Matt Dillon. Bing! Mickey Rourke. Bing! <laughs> Diane Lane. Oh, Diane Lane again. Is yep. she okay? Bing! Yep. Uh, Dennis Hopper. Bing! Uh, Nicholas Cage. Bing! Chris Penn. Oh, whoa. Bing! Lawrence Fishburne. Bing! <laughs> Tom Waits. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> uh... <laughs> it's entirely unrelated to that movie. He just made another movie based on an Essie Hinton, another Essie Hinton novel about street thugs again, kind of in the 50s, 60s. And, ah, I will say this, though. While The the Outsiders was just kind of... I feel like it, had, it was a little bit misguided or whatever. Rumblefish sucked. Wow, really? Mostly black and white with some splashes of color towards the end. And I feel like, and I was reading up on it because I was bored out of my mind, and it felt like that movie Twix that I watched from Coppola. And I think uh. when he is unfettered, and when he's not having a problem, and when he's really going after his vision, you get this shit. But I think when he's struggling, and he's having problems with actors, and he's having problems with timing, and getting people where they need to be, and sets, and storms, and all this other bullshit, then he makes Godfather, and Conversation, and, 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 uh... Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. Now. I think I'm seeing a theme here, sir, and the (laughs) dude needs to be hampered. (laughs) But he filmed this back-to-back with The Outsiders, so I don't know if that had anything to do with anything, and... I, it's a, this char- weird character study, and I just didn't care, and the, Matt Dillon's whiny, and... Oh! <sighs> Shut up! Oh, in and out, in and out, in and out. I was going to what's going on over they're there? Just, they're, they're coming in and out. They, just give me one sec. All right. I have to pee... So bad, I it's dribbling out my ears and mouth. I, I it's oh grueling. I mean, I'm in. Oh, the show must go on, folks. But 
Hot damn. This podcaster needs to piss. Okay, let's get into the real bitch sesh. I don't know about your kids. I'm ready to put them to bed at 7 o'clock at this point. Me too. Me too. I'm so pissed off. Uh, school is back in session, and the second they get off, I need a snack. I need yep. oh. And they get overtired because they've been going all day, and they, and then they're wild. And oh, me too. Like tonight, I'm gonna go watch Three from Hell with Steve, and I'm like, I don't have to put them to bed tonight. Woo-hoo-hoo! Oh man, <sighs> what day is it? Tuesday. See. <laughs> anyway, Rumblefish. <laughs> No, thank you. Uh, and not a sequel whatsoever to The Outsiders, so my bad on that one. I, oh, and the, Matt Dillon's name is Rusty James in this, and they call him that throughout the movie, and it's so irritating. Well, I don't know, Rusty James. Oh, Come on, gotcha. Rusty James. What's the matter with you, Rusty James? Yeah, I'm already annoyed just by hearing you say it a couple times. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, okay, back to you. Conversation, Enemy of the State... Uh, and, and Eagle Eye, yeah. Eagle Eye, doing um, a trifecta there. Yeah, uh, finally, well, because of Apocalypse Now, I'm like, it's time that I get a checklist movie off the list, much like 13 Angry Men, and that would be The Conversation, which, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe my expectations were too high. This is a very good movie. I, I really liked it, especially the final act. Um, but man, there was the, the mid portion of this movie bored me. Uh, mainly where, uh, Gene Hackman's character, who is a spy, uh, right? I mean, pretty much he's a... Yeah, more or less. For hire. Uh, him and some other, uh, spy surveillance people get together for a party, and it just, uh, just almost the entire party feels like it could have been cut down to a few brief scenes, but it goes on and on, and I'm like, get the fuck on with it already. <laughs> uh, but however, I understand. I mean, it sets up the why he is, he's got empathy for, you know, the, the, this couple that he was, he was surveillancing. And uh, I like the twist because uh, there is a twist in this movie. Pretty big one. And I, I actually didn't see it coming. I'm like, Oh, that was cool. Um, I'd still have some questions about the movie, but it, it was, it's fine. Uh, so, of course, after conversation, now I've got to watch Enemy of the State with Will Smith. Uh, that's a Tony Scott movie from the 90s, and it is a 90s movie. Woo! It's very and much it is a... a Tony Scott movie. Very oh, much it a... is. Yes. But it's, I, I mean that in a good way. It's, it's fine. It is starting to get a bit dated, but it's still really good. Will Smith, that was back when he was, like, major A-list actor. Uh, this is a lot more action-heavy than... The conversation, but I do consider this to be a sequel to the conversation. I thought it was really good. Uh, again, it, it hasn't aged the best. Actually, this is one where I was going to rent it on one of the streaming sites because I, I didn't have it on Blu-ray, and I'm like, oh, this this is an older Blu-ray. Let's see how much it costs. Five dollars free shipping on Amazon. I'm like, up, oh, that, that's actually the same price as just renting it. So fuck it, I'm gonna just buy the Blu-ray, and I'm glad I did. It's one that I should have in my collection, but it is good. Um, then I get to Eagle Eye, which is obviously that's that's not a sequel to these, but it is. I don't know. It's kind of a has a some similar thematic stuff. Yeah. So Shia LaBeouf is um, uh, him and um, what's her name? She's, she's so pretty. Oh, she's um, on here. Michelle Monag 
Monahan. Yeah. Uh, DJ Caruso directed. Uh, this is more of the same. Uh, there's, you know, Big Brother is watching you and they're on the run and she's got a daughter that is, uh, it's already go- escaping me. This is complete brain fart candy, whatever. <laughs> it, <laughs> I really uh, like Eagle Eye. Yeah, it was good. It was, I really liked, um, um, Billy Bob Thornton as the crotchety old CIA guy or whatever he was. And he's always crotchety in it. He was yep. good. <laughs> Rosario Dawson's in it. And she, yeah, it's just good. It was just a good, these are, these are perfect movies with my wife. The perfect, even conversation, which that's an older movie. Um, but just spy espionage type stuff. Uh, I, I believe that this Eagle Eye was probably her favorite of the bunch. It, this one gets a bit wonky when we get into the, I don't know, Hal 5 million robot machine <laughs> yeah. thing. A, a, the weird AI thing moving around with its arm and its eyes yeah. and the, the water and what? <laughs> yeah. It's cool looking, uh, but and I, I was fine with it. It's not, this is not high art stuff. This is fine for summer movie fun. Yep. I do not disagree. So, do you think the next time that you're ready for this kind of Terry will do the conversation again? Because I feel like I well, I enjoyed that film more after the like the first time. I agree. I was there were parts where I was bored, but the more I watched it over the years, the more I liked it. Yes, I will definitely watch this one again. I really liked that last like twenty minutes to a half hour. That was spoiler alert here. But when he tears the apartment apart at the end, that was awesome. I'm like, oh, that is one paranoid motherfucker there. Oh, and when when he, in Enemy of the State, he's giving Will Smith the rundown of the things they were doing 20 years ago or something. I'm like, this is amazing. This is just amazing. (laughs) I am glad that I finally got to watch Conversation, and they do definitely fit together. And I cannot imagine that they're not sequels, right? right? I mean, I take it as he changed his name. This is his character, just a lot older, helping out. That's my fan fiction version of it. Uh, Hollywood's version of it is it's a spiritual sequel, which means, no, it's not actually a sequel. Yet, yet, yet. Yeah, I think it is. But that was a fun little tear there that I did on on those. I'm like, ah, I'm ready for a... Let's spice my life up with some Enemy of the State and <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. And, uh, I do like how that Enemy of the State, I like how that ends. How he tricks everybody to be all crossing lines at the same time and he hides under the table and everybody kills everybody for the oh, wrong yeah, reasons. Oh yeah, the mob. The mob. Actually, that was an, I'm like, where does the mob thing fit into this? Because I, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I'm like, oh yeah, we got the shootout stuff coming up here. Yep. Uh, okay, I do, 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 for my last, let me see where we're at on time. Yeah, we're going to start wrapping this up. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do my last little bit here, and then we're going to come into coming soon. Uh, I finished up the audiobook of The Stand on Sunday. Uh, actually, that was my Sunday, because I had 17 <laughs> hours left on the rental, and I had nine hours left to go on the recording. And I was like, I'm not waiting in line for this shit again. And why is it taking so long to, I like, for the amount of description and buildup that he does, because I finished it. I had to put it on like 1.5 speed, but I finished it. For the amount of buildup that he does on each of the characters and all these dozens of characters that you learn about, boy, he sure ends this shit real quick. 
in the last little bit. It's like, oh, then we go to Vegas and bomb for no reason and at the end. And it's like, (laughs) all right, okie dokie. And then we spend an hour dragging Stu's broke ass back to town. Like, damn, did he, that ending is just kind of a mess. Uh, it, it needs more time. It's like for being 1200 pages long, you sure rush the ending. It's like he all of a sudden, I don't know, either he, his Coke dealer came through or his Coke dealer <laughs> didn't. And he was like, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> either way, it, was, it just didn't, the pacing, I thought the pacing in the Mick Garris thing seemed odd. And now that I've gone through the book, I'm shocked at how close the Mick Garris thing is to the book. It is pretty on point. There's only a couple of things that they cut out and you could have cut out more in my opinion, because there, there's some, oh, what was it? There is some bullshit with the town meetings. I know that we need some of the town meetings, but there are some where it's like in transcript form. Stu, mm-hmm. I say this, <laughs> whoever I say this somewhere fucking Franny's crying every time her damn name is mentioned. Oh, uh, water burst, burst in, I don't know why, but I burst into tears. And it's like, you literally just ordered a fish sandwich, bitch. Like, there's no reason for you to cry. I, I know you're pregnant. I know you're emotional. But every single time, it got weird. Like, come on, some editor should have gone, come on, Steven. Just, let's just reel it in a hair. Just maybe not have her crying 100% of the time when you mention her name. And, like, it almost got funny. Every time, I, oh, I, 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 detached a retina rolling my eye every time they mentioned Franny. I'm like, here comes the man. Happy, sad, mad, whatever. Oh, uh, for no reason, I started crying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, all criticisms, but still, I, I still enjoyed the book. It, it's cool. I don't, th- it would not surpass it for me uh, as far as the best of King. I'm going to, that's going to be one of the things I'm going to do here in a month or two. I'm going to get in line for it. I want to go through that audiobook because uh, uh-huh. I haven't read it since high school. And so I want to go revisit that. Uh, I'm just looking over the cast here. I was so excited. I wanted to get another reason I wanted to get it done is because I've been just dying to rewatch that miniseries, especially because, you know, they're making a new one. But I was like, damn it. Now I can finally watch that. Ran downstairs to the vault, dug through boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes. And could I find my DVD? Of course, I couldn't find my fucking DVD. So I was so angry that I just went on voodoo. Oh, guess what? It's five bucks. It's the same cost as if you go buy a new copy down at Walmart. It's five bucks. So to hell with it. Five bucks. I own it digitally. And so I'm going to be coming soon. I'm going to be rewatching The Stand, uh, probably starting actually here in a couple of hours. I can't wait. I'm just drooling to rewatch it because there are so many little details that I'm like, I, I think that might have been in the miniseries. Um, so I'm going to go see if my, my memory serves. Some of their castings I were a little off in the miniseries as far as they cast the right people for acting ability in their face for that character is flawless, but wrong sizes. Like Tom Cullen, they said, is like 5'8 or something. And the, the guy they cast is like 6'4. He's humongous. Uh, same with, uh, Stu. Stu is supposed to be taller and he, they cast Gary Oldman, who's a little shorter, but Gary that's Oldman. fine. No, that Gary Sinise. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. My bad. Gary Sinise. Uh, Molly Ringwald. Perfect to be crying all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Laura San Giacomo. Perfect for Nadine Cross. Nadine Cross was a bitch in the book and crazy. And I couldn't figure out why anybody would write somebody like that in the miniseries. And then I listened to the book. Yeah, that's how she is. She's nuts. Um, 
Miguel Ferrer was perfect as Lloyd Henry. Matt Frewer is perfect as Trash Can Man. You'd be doing yourself a disservice if you don't just get Matt Frewer back to be Trash Can Man again in the next one. I wanted to go over the casting for the... There's more casting for the new one, by the way. Okay, here's the casting for the new one. We've got James Marsden as Stu Redman. We've got Joven Adipo. I don't know who that is. Uh, it's a black guy for Larry Underwood. That's good. But that might... That's a little interesting because... Yeah, that is. Everybody keeps... In in the book, he's decidedly white because everybody keeps going, sounds too much like black music or something, the music that he's making. So that should yeah. be interesting, actually having a black actor play it. That's fine. I don't have a problem changing that, updating it, getting more with the times. When did that book come out? That was another thing that I kept wondering. 79, I believe. Oh, birth year again. <clears throat> Ding. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> That's interesting because it, the miniseries came out in 94 and that was set in the future at 1990. Huh. So, yeah, and people don't really talk like that even in the 90s about, oh, that sounds like black music. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg yeah. is playing Mother Abigail. Wow. Nadine Cross, perfectly cast, Amber Heard. Yeah, that's a good, that's good casting. Brad William Henneke as Tom Cullen. I don't know who that is. And Owen Teague as Harold Lauder. That cocksucker. Oh, he's such a bastard. Oh, oh. Man, did I... And again, weirdly cast, because at the beginning of the book, he's overweight and pimply and kind of tall, yep. and he was always super skinny. Uh, Parker. <laughs> I always think of him as Parker, that, that actor. Uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. <laughs> oh, so is he, uh, is he skinny throughout the entire miniseries? I thought so, but I've got it. That was one of the things on my checklist of I've got to go rewatch that and see what's what. And they should have spent, I, I kind of feel in the miniseries, again, this is just going back to my memory, I feel like they didn't spend enough time with him and Nadine and them really communicating with the Dark Man and going crazy. And and becoming evil. It just kind of was skimmed. And same mm. with, with Nadine when they all got to Boulder. I feel like in the miniseries she was just background and then all of a sudden they're like, do it! Blow him up! And you're like, wait, what? 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 But mm. I, I haven't watched the miniseries in forever, I'm going to go through that. They really spent time on that in the book, and it was really damn good. Uh, but not so much in yeah that. And uh, what else? Oh, this guy, Owen Teague, who is going to be the new Harold Lauder. He was in It and It Chapter 2. And now he's... Uh, who is it? He was in the first It, he was Patrick Hockstetter. And in the second it, he is dead Hockstetter. Okay. I don't know who the guy is. Anyway, it looks like that cast is starting to come together. Whoopi Goldberg is Mother Abigail. Hmm. I like that. It's okay. Now, Randall Flagg, you didn't say you didn't say who Randall Flagg is yet. I'm well. I just went to full cast now. Hold on, hold on. We've got more. Holy shit! Glenn Bateman, uh, Greg Kinnear. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, that was just this week. I forgot about that. Randall Flagg, Alexander Skarsgård. Perfect. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, Franny Goldsmith is Odessa Young. And Nick Andros is Henry Zaga. Who is Odessa Young? That name rings a bell. Uh, don't know her in anything. TV shows, rom-coms. Assassination Nation. Did you see that movie? I don't think so. Okay. Anyway. Uh, well, the stand, I'm all about the stand. I'm all into the stand. That's what, all I'm doing right now. So that and I 
More VHS. I finally started... I gotta get some of this shit off my shelf, because it's backing up. Uh, back to you. What do you got coming soon? Uh, coming soon for me is The Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, September releases. Woohoo! Sectra Sinestra. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Spanish Satan something or other. Beyond Evil. Uh, the Vineyard. The Vineyard. Or The Vineyard. One of those. I'm not sure. We'll find out. <laughs> Pledge Night. Um... You're all up in this frat shit right now. I, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that this month's releases from Vinegar Syndrome, they stuck with horror. Thank God. Um, well, next month should be all horror, right? Actually, yes, it is. Uh, Beyond the Door 3, Unmask Part 25, Berserker, and the Amityville Cursed Collection. Woohoo! I am <laughs> loving that. Amityville? The Amity Kurt. Wait, what was that? Amity Curse Collection. Yeah, that's actually I watched one or two of them on the roulette a while ago. Like they were the but ones. But those that are did. the Amityville Horror sequels. Yeah, yes. Okay. I think there's three or four of them that are going to be in that box set. Okay, I got you. Well, I got Beyond um, the Door two that's on deck for the horror thon. Really? Yeah, I got that on VHS. Real old VHS of it. Cool. Good movie. Um, oh, what else? Uh, I've got uh, some more of the. Um. Oh, the guy that made Picasso Trigger and uh, Miami Connection, or not Miami Connection. Uh, oh, shit. What One is called, I think one's just called just Guns. Remember that? or Nope. That's Picasso. above my pay grade or whatever. <laughs> Picasso, shit. There, Picasso. Okay, so I'm, just, I'm on IMDb, so I'm going to find the director. There, Andy Sidaris. Let's see. Uh, because I don't have... Oh, yeah, one's called Guns from 1990. That's going to be awesome. And Do or Die. His titles and covers just lingerie-clad, big-bosomed ladies with huge machine guns and some, usually some buff dude that is ready to whip ass. Oh, Pat uh, Moriata's in uh, Do or Die. Hell yeah. Nice. Hunted down by an almost endless wave of assassins, the federal agents Donna and Nicole must stay alive to prevent... An imminent crash of the American stock market, and I'm sure that they are going to get naked 85% of that movie. <laughs> yep. And Guns, let just real quick here read what Guns is about. I mean, what a great title. Just Guns. Uh, a South American gunrunner uses an island in Hawaii as his base of operations. A squad of beautiful government agents who are going to get naked <laughs> is sent to put him out of business. Oh, hell yeah. I'm all. I will buy every single movie that from that director, even if they're shitty. I don't care. They're. I must have them. Uh, <laughs> and then also three from hell tonight. Rambo four on Thursday, and yeah, uh, the the bonnet movie on the, this weekend. And let's get a quick Rick and Morty update to make it awkward, oh, and we'll be out. Yes, yes, yes. I so pickle Rick was last night. Oh, thoughts? Uh, it was fantastic. I think that the purge episode is still my all-time favorite that I've seen thus far, but Pickle Rick is... I don't know, something about, like, every season they get more mean-spirited and more swearing. Like, it's just... I think, compared to the first season, each season gets more... Aggressive. Na nasty and aggressive. And just, oh, it's great. I love it. It, it. Oh, if there ever was the perfect show to drink to. It's that. It's, yeah. it's that. Mm-hmm. 
And God. Danny Trejo comes in at the last minute to oh. save their lives from the piano smashing. Oh. And what's his name? He goes, I don't know, Flying Tiger or something. Yeah, I can't something, remember. some random. Oh, that was great. That was so <laughs> awesome. And But I was waiting for I'm like, where is this fucking Pickle Rick? And I'm like, because you kept on saying Pickle Rick. I'm like, where's the Pickle Rick episode? And I'm like, ah. You'll notice I, when he's killing all the rats, he goes, you'll notice I didn't give you some big name like Scar or Tooth or something. I just, I disrespect you that much as yeah. he's tearing him limb from limb. Ugh. And then he puts a rat head on his head and flies up through the pipes. Pickle Rick! <laughs> oh, he did all of this to get out of going to therapy with Susan. Yes! Spider. Yeah. And then oh, the and... kids are like, hey, I think she was nice. You, you want to go get loaded? Let's go get loaded. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny how much the parents the disdain that the parents have for the kids. Like, Beth is sitting there in the, uh, in the... I don't know, Beth, is she sitting on the couch, in the car, in the what? No, in she's the, uh, talking to therapy. the shrink. She, yeah, oh, yeah, in therapy. In therapy. And yeah. she gets pissed off at the therapist. She's finally like, fuck you. And then she looks at her daughter, and fuck you. And then looks at her, and fuck you too. I'm like, what other show does this? <laughs> uh, I, I have an answer for that question. It is F is for family, season four coming soon. Oh... <laughs> Oh, it's it's so not good. it's not nearly as good as as uh, Rick and Morty, but I adore that show, and <sighs> you will too. But just don't have it up here with Rick and Morty. Yeah, we got to wrap no, this up. Is, We're going. Yeah, to this show. is it, it's brilliant. It's what it's. I actually texted you. I like this show so much that as as much as I like the binge stuff that I really like, I'm trying really hard with this show to just one episode a day, if if possible, because I see the end is near, and I'm gonna rewatch this shit uh, definitely, but. This is right now, it's still new and I haven't seen these, so I'm like, oh, I'm just savoring every one of these. They're so damn funny. This one here, was it this one that ends back in the, was it season, or the, was it the first episode of season three to where they're right back to Morty laying on the ground or he, or he's in the garage again with, with Rick and Rick is belittling him and he's that's the, <laughs> that's the end of season one. No, they did do it again in the in one of the ends of season three episode well, where it's like well the end of season two was the party house yeah. party and then the beginning of season three is uh, they split realities because they spent too much time and pausing <sighs> time <laughs> just wait and for- so all of a sudden uh, Jerry and Beth are divorced I guess okay <laughs> oh I love Jerry Jerry's just the best he's <sighs> get a job Jerry <laughs> get a job. <sighs> That's great. Well, I've been yeah. kind of going through them on your voodoo, and I've I'm disappointed to discover that I have seen all of season one and two. I had to go to season three to find one that I hadn't seen yet. Yeah, I'm halfway through season three now, or at least I'm well on my way in season three. It's great. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'll make it awkward, then we can hang up. Yeah, we're we going can. long again. It's going to take me forever. I know. To edit this shit. I know. We're pushing. What was it? An hour and forty five now. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> I've got a million comics that I've got to organize, and uh, yeah. we're up at 5 a.m., and we I'm painted the kitchen this weekend. We did that. You did that? Oh, so that's not upcoming. You already did that. And yeah, that was all, on top of the, the golfing thing. Yeah. Oh. And then you had to paint the the kitchen the next day? Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Well, it was a second coat. She had already given it one coat, but I just helped her. It didn't take too long. But, oh, I was hating life at 3 a.m. Oh, yep. That, uh-huh. that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, well, what night was that? Was that Saturday? I had, 
Oh, I had wings. Ugh. Hot wings. So there, I mean, I was in misery too. I was in misery too. <laughs> I literally got up, walked into the kitchen, grabbed three. I usually only take one ibuprofen. I took three, grabbed a, a towel and got it wet, went back to the couch and there did not move for about four hours. I was awake, but just did not move. Just if I lay perfectly still with my arms crossed, like, King Tut men, whatever, <laughs> then maybe this headache will go away. And by dawn, it did. <laughs> did you pound water? I, some Gatorade, actually, which is oh, even okay. better. You got to replace yeah. them electrolytes. It's what yep. a body craves. Yep. Oh, oh, and b- before I forget, we, uh, this, this, we're, uh, we're both going to watch, ladies and gentlemen, we're both going to be watching the similars. So stay uh, yes. tuned, stay tuned for that review from both of us. Hopefully on the next. No, no, the pot after next. We we got our roulettes. Whoa, from this, what? The, yes, we. I'm not doing two roulettes this week. That's not a roulette. That's a recently watched. I thought that was going to count as a roulette. <laughs> oh, we can do that as a roulette if you want. Yeah. So this week we watched the Great Silence and Swiss Family Robinson. The next week it's the Similars. Okay. You're so de- so defeated and disappointed. <laughs> Listen, that takes us through uh, September, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Gotta go. I gotta. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm. I'm spent. And, and you'll. I. I mean, I'm literally like I'm sitting in piss. I have to pee so bad. I'm soaking uh, in sweat because I gotta cover the vent so I can't get air conditioning. It's hot as balls in here. <laughs> All right. See ya. All right. Hi. Oh, this is an aggressive ending. <laughs> well, what do you want? Some laughs and yucks. No, oh, that's just. You no, know, that's just. It's aggressive. Bye. <laughs> well, don't say it like that. You gotta be like. Well, he already stopped, the prick. All right, well, I guess I'll very politely say au revoir. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.